Hey, Kings fans, happy Monday and happy game day. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, and we're going to talk all about our favorite, least favorite North California team, the San Jose Sharks, coming up today on Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Kings fans, my name is Sarah Avampato, host of your show, and as always, super excited to be here with you to talk all about what is going on in the wide world of the Los Angeles Kings. On today's show, we're talking with J.D. Young from Locked On San Jose Sharks, so we can hear all about what is in store for us in today's early game because yeah it's a holiday for some people uh, so the kings are in action today monday starting at 1 p.m pacific on the road against san jose uh, who are currently trying to you know chomp 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 their way back into a playoff spot so we're going to hear all about that today before we get into that though there are of course some roster moves because that is what happens uh, this season when everyone basically has COVID. Uh, Adrian Kempe now in the COVID protocol, so he is going to miss uh, at least five games, presuming that he's there because of a positive test and not just a like, you know, I saw someone who saw someone who has COVID, uh, which would take Kempe out for essentially uh, this whole week, uh, which is not great. But at the latest Kings practice, up in his spot on the top line with Samuel Figimo, who is going to get a chance, it looks like, to play with Andre Kopitar, which I think is a pretty exciting development, and I'm excited to see uh, what he is going to bring to this game. So Kempe out, uh, Fagimo getting the bump up, uh, which means that we're going to keep getting to see uh, Alex Tricot, who's been having more and more strong games uh, with each game that goes by. So uh, we're going to get to see him stay in the lineup as well. Martin Furk uh, was reassigned to the AHL uh, from the taxi squad. Kind of sinks for him because he had been doing pretty well. Uh, but, uh, you know, he also the team also needs to consider waivers. Uh, he would have to pass back through waivers at some point if the team keeps him up for very long. Uh, that's, you know, how we lost Kale Clegg. Uh, Ferk is someone who, especially some of these teams who are very injured, very COVID-y, uh, could possibly want to, to grab back for their team. So putting Ferk back down there kind of resets things. Uh, so, you know, not great for him, but the Rain are also running very shorthanded. The Kings took basically most of their good players with them uh, on this road trip as taxi squad guys. So Ferk will be there to uh, provide some reinforcements to the Ontario Rain. Uh, but he will then, of course, be unavailable for the Kings. Uh, the Rain also have a game on Monday against the Abbotsford Canucks, so uh, he'll be able to most likely get back down there to play uh, against them. So that is it uh, for, for the roster updates for the latest moves from the Kings. Uh, again, Adrian Kempe is going to be out, which is really disappointing uh, given that, A, we spend a lot of time talking about him uh, in this uh, upcoming show uh, with J.D. Young from Lockdown Sharks. So ignore all the Kempe talk uh, and also, you know, just frustrating given how well he has been doing. So uh, that is that. Uh, we're going to hear right now. We're going to turn things over uh, to me and J.D. who talked uh, on Sunday afternoon. So a little bit before we knew any of this Kempe stuff, uh, which is why we don't talk about it. Uh, but we're going to hear right now from J.D. Young all about what is going on with the San Jose Sharks. 
So yeah, the the Sharks uh, and the Kings play today in a one o'clock Pacific time game. Um, so I think the majority of us are going to be at work uh, during this game. Um, we haven't faced these teams; haven't even played each other yet this year, which is kind of weird since we're already basically halfway through the season. So, Sarah, why don't you kind of tell us what the Kings' season's been about? It's it's been a season where I think they've better than expectations, except mm-hmm. for Kyle, who had them number two in. He predicted they would be number two in the division. Uh, but yeah, what was the, the Kings been about so far this year? Yeah, so it's really been, it's like on any given night, you don't really know what Kings team you're going to get. They've had a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, I think the most important thing is that they have weathered all of this COVID stuff pretty well. Uh, they haven't had the same massive absences that other teams have had. They've missed maybe two or three guys at a time at most. And except for the time that Drew Doughty landed on the list, it hasn't really been the key players. It's been a lot more of the role guys. So, you know, that's been working in their favor so far while they're seeing other teams in the division get kind of decimated by COVID. Uh, But, you know, this is a a year that's been transitioned for the Kings a lot. And most people put them down at the bottom of the division. I had them as maybe like a wild card spot. So I really appreciate Cal's uh, uh, faith in the Kings to do something useful. Uh, But right now it's paying off. Uh, They're on a hot streak right now and things like, seems like things are clicking. Uh, so just in time to face our uh, northern enemies here. Yeah, you know, and it's it's uh, you know, like the Sharks had their big outbreak, you know, kind of earlier this season, and then where they were basically the Sharkuda for two weeks, and then the Sharks have been kind of in the same spot where it's been guys here and there. You know, uh, Barabanov is might be coming back for today's game, um, but you know, I, I think there's a lot of parallel too, where it's like both teams are kind of doing better than expected. Um, what do you think has been the biggest reason for the Kings kind of being better than expected? Is it, I know Quentin Byfield's back. Is it like, what, what has been that, that reason? Uh, so I think a lot of it really is um, the acquisition of Phil Deneau over the off season in free agency uh, has really strengthened the Kings up, up the middle uh, last season, you know, it was Andre Kopitar and then some dudes uh, and this year, uh, Phil, exactly. <laughs> yes. So this year, Phil Deneau has been able to step in as that number two center uh, and has been really good just, you know, not only to kind of limit Kopitar's minutes a little bit, but also to mean that Kopitar doesn't have to be out there for every defensive zone draw. He's not out there for, you know, every crucial situation because Deneau has been able to pick up a lot of that. And he's also been scoring, too. Uh, and we're having some of our like middle to younger players like Adrian Kempe right now leads the team in goals. Uh, it's the breakout season everyone's looked for for him. Uh, we're having some of our younger guys step up and contribute. Uh, and the defense, the defense, which I think has always been a little bit iffy for the Kings, we're seeing some younger guys, uh, Sean Dersey for one, uh, step up and start participating and really uh, earning his role on the team. So it's it's getting contributions from guys who haven't really either made the most of their opportunity before or who are new to the team. Has Jonathan Quick found a time turner from Harry yes. Potter or what yes. is going on? I thought he was dead. <laughs> I did too. We were told he was dead. <laughs> yes, everyone thought he was dead. Uh, for some reason, you know, whatever it is, no idea. But he has looked like it's, yeah, 2012, 2014 Jonathan Quick. Um, I know he had surgery in the offseason to address, I think it was a shoulder issue, but that doesn't change the, you know, a shoulder doesn't change the entire way you play. Uh, he he looks great. Uh, no idea why. Yeah, time turner, some sort of fountain of youth, not going to complain. Uh, and it's been great because for the Kings, Cal Peterson was sort of expected to take on more starts. And this year he's had a rough season. 
Uh, he's looking a little better. Uh, he just got off the COVID list. He won against the Kraken last night, uh, won two, uh, his last two games as well. So he's looking better. But while he was shaky, Quick was really there to pick things up and uh, to help you know, keep the team in contention. And I think without Jonathan Quick holding it down a little earlier in the season, I don't think the Kings would be where they're at right now. It's kind of funny where both the Kings and the Sharks are kind of in the same spot where they're, you know, they're expecting young goaltenders with the mm-hmm. Sharks, you know, Aiden Hill um, and with the Kings, Peterson to kind of take that next step, right? And be like the guy. And it's mm-hmm. been the old guys with James yeah. Romer and Jonathan Quick who've been the better goaltenders both for the season for both of them. Um, Hill has played really well the past, you know, kind of ever since the the, the break. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and he just hasn't gotten the, the run support in front of him. But Reimer should be back uh, for today's game. Um, he was the backup against uh, on Saturday against the Penguins, you know, and then uh, but I would I would actually I would expect Reimer to get the start today. Um, I mean, we are recording this Sunday, but yeah, I would expect the Reimer, Reimer to get the start today for Monday. Um, you know, but yeah, it should be interesting if we, you know, the old guys are keep, continue to hold it down. Um okay. You know, especially when you have these younger goaltenders that you're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, at least for the Sharks, you know, they're spending a second round pick. And, you know, for the, the Kings, they've drafted and developed Peterson and kind of mm-hmm. expected him to make a, a big jump, especially after the way he played last year. Yeah, it's, it's been strange. I'm not going to complain. I, I <laughs> yes. love seeing Jonathan Quick looking good and relevant again. And it makes people outside of the Kings world angry and confused, which I also like. Uh, and it's just been really fun to watch him uh, play I guess it looks a little like a little more confident, a little less panicky. You know, he has that Jonathan Quick tendency to just like hurl himself at things. Yes. Um, we're seeing that less a little bit, uh, which is good, finally. So another 10-year contract. Let's get going. Yay. <laughs> Bring on 10 more years. <laughs> um, you know what doesn't require a 10-year contract? I don't. Uh, built bars. Yeah, I know right now it's a new year. So new year means new year resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure to include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it, while other protein bars taste like chalky or waxier or chemical spills. Built Bars, they're covered in 100% chocolate, so they taste delicious, every one of them. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. So compared it to the candy bars, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So if you, they have plenty of flavors like chocolate almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, you know, you can pick out one of those. If you don't know which one your flavor is, go get out one of the boxes. We can choose which ones you want. So make sure you guys check out built.com often to see what's new. So go to build.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Yeah, so I, I really think this is actually going to be a big kind of measuring stick game for both teams, right? Um, they're both kind of in the, the thick of the wild card. You know, I know that the Kings are up in the actual playoffs right now. And, you know, with uh, Edmonton free falling and Calgary hasn't been playing as great lately and stuff. So th- both the teams are kind of in the playoff mix. Um, the Sharks have played really well recently, even though they haven't got the results that they wanted. Um, you know, they were they were easily the better team against the Penguins and the Rangers, but just Right now, they're they're having a finishing problem. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. Uh, sorry, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, Someone's got to make up for it with Kyle not. I know. I have here, to. So. I know. I got to do. I got to do both jobs now. So without Kyle <laughs> here, um, 
But what do you think? What do you think has been kind of the weak spot for? I think actually it's going to be a battle of two very weak spots here with the the Kings penalty kill, which has been bad, and the Sharks power play, which might be worse at the right now. So, <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, like the Sharks, they're they've gone back to the Brent Burns, Eric Carlson power play, which looked good uh, right, against the Penguins, and the Penguins have a very good penalty kill, but like. There, I think uh, Shang Peng put out a stat where since December 11th, they've given up three shorthanded goals and scored two power play goals in that same time. Ooh, so no. um, in the battle of terribleness, what, what do you think about the the, the Kings uh, penalty kill here? Yeah, this is a game I think that both teams definitely are going to play at even strength as much as possible. <laughs> uh, the, the penalty kill has had moments of looking really good and you're like, oh, maybe they proceed to let in like two or three in a game. Um, it's, it's had its moments, uh, the power play as well. It's kind of iffy, but you know, they scored against the Penguins who, as you guys know, have, I think the best, best penalty kill in the league. They're, they're very um, good. Yes. Yeah. And I was in the middle of typing a tweet being like, well, Penguins might as well just keep taking penalties because this isn't going to do anything. And then they scored. So, you know, they broke through, uh, but yeah, the penalty kill has just, they'll do really well for like a minute of the penalty and then suddenly forget what they're doing. So yeah, I think this both of us would prefer to not have to see just no one take penalties just it's not going to no work out either way no yeah i mean the sharks have been really bad about drawing penalties this year anyway uh <laughs> so this one might work out any in that favor but and the sharks penalty kills is actually been really good i think they're ranked 10th right now they were like in the top four at the beginning of the season they kind of slid a little bit but i still think that they're they're really good especially with like you know nick benino mm-hmm. um you know just like nick that nick benino hurdle couture kind of you know, when you can continually throw out one of those guys, they're going to be good defensively. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I have a feeling the Sharks, even though this is a really good opportunity for the power play, I still have a feeling the, the Sharks power play is still going to struggle in this game. Um, what, sorry, my dog decides to go out the window. So, uh, <laughs> Dakota making her annual, her, her daily well, you appearance. Know. Yes. Um, <laughs> what, so what is with the Kings defense, right? So you still have, you know, Drew Doughty, who has been a stalwart back there, but there's been a lot of kind of, I mean, they've been drafting a lot of defensive players. Mm-hmm. So who should the Sharks, uh, Sharks fans, who should we be on the lookout for on the defensive core? Sure. Uh, so yeah, like you mentioned, we have Drew Doughty. Mikey Anderson has been playing with him again. Anderson's been having kind of a rough season. Uh, it, it's, it really seems sort of like the sophomore, you know, growing pains of, okay, no, I really am here. Uh, but he's also paired with Drew Doughty, and I feel like anyone learning to play next to Doughty can be a bit of an adventure sometimes. Um, you know, the other guys on the blue the line. Burn syndrome. Exactly, yes. exactly. Yeah, you guys are very familiar with, you know, the way that works of having a defenseman like that and the guy next to him being like, okay, cool. Um, but the one guy I would say to watch out for is Sean Dersey. Uh, he's been around the AHL for a couple years, made his NHL debut a little earlier this season, uh, and has looked like a natural there. Uh, he had been you know, watching him from the beginning of his AHL career to now, you had seen sort of the the way that he's adapted to the game and really matured as a defenseman. And we're seeing the same thing in the NHL. Um, They do have an open spot all season, essentially, because uh, Sean Walker tore both his ACL and MCL uh, very early in the season. So he's out for the year. Uh, And so the Kings had really been kind of waiting to see which young player was going to step up and earn that spot. And it's been Sean Dersey. He's a younger defenseman. Uh, very good in terms of quarterbacking a power play, you know, more offensively minded, but doesn't sacrifice defense 
um, to get that job done. Um, I love watching him along the blue line uh, in a power play, keeping pucks in, making really smart plays. Uh, so he has been a great addition to the Kings uh, defense. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, eventually they're going to have to figure out uh, who goes because they're going to have more players than spots open. But uh, I'd say he's really the one to watch out for, um, especially in special team situations. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the the Sharks have been kind of, I mean, their top four has pretty been actually been pretty solid, you know, or solidified um, with the Ferraro Burns and then Middleton Carlson. When Middleton's healthy, I, I still don't think he's going to be back yet from his concussion. So uh, Jacob Magna has been sliding into that that mm-hmm. second spot. And then I actually really like the Vlasic Merkley combo, which is kind mm-hmm. of a weird thing to say, especially with Vlasic, who's been bad honestly at times this year to the point where he got his first healthy scratch of the year um but Merkley I think that pairing makes sense right whereas where you have a defensive defenseman like Vlasic who mm-hmm. even though he's not the same guy he's still gonna kind of be in the same spots and stuff like that uh and then Merkley who can be that transition guy and can kind of provide the offense and I think with Vlasic where he can just focus on if I just play defense and then get the puck to Merkley, he'll right. at least get it out of the zone. So I'm not stuck, you know, because before it was like Vlasic Shimmick and neither one of those guys could get the puck out of the zone to save their <laughs> lives. Um, but I, I really think that bottom pair has kind of solidified themselves. And I, I, I want to keep seeing Merkley get a run, good run. And, and you know, and I, we've, we've heard, you know, throughout since the moment Merkley was drafted, it was like, oh, he can't play defense. He can't play def- defense. I think he's been honestly pretty good about it. And, you know, he's not the mm-hmm. biggest guy, but he definitely like tries hard and he, he, you know, gets in the scrums and does, does all that dirty work too. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, I think the Sharks have a little bit of advantage on the defense. Yeah, players. probably. We, we um, have a lot of guys who are just guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like Olimata exists, he's, he's there. Yes. Um, and, and there's a lot of, he, he almost scored a goal against the Penguins, which would have been amazing. He hasn't scored yet this season. It hit a post. I was, I was so close, but there's a lot of guys. Who, it's like, you don't notice them usually good, but you know, for a mm-hmm. team that's aspirations of being in a solid off spot and not just home that no one else catches up with them. You want your, you know, anyone on your team to be a little more noticeable and not just hanging on through the game so I, I feel like yeah you guys might have a little more players who are difference makers as opposed to the kings who have a defense that's mostly just like let's get to the next next shift <laughs> <laughs> please tag me in uh, right right like where's dowdy it's your turn <laughs> yes is it your turn i'm, I'm tired um <laughs> sarah if you wanted to bet on today's game where could you go I think I would fire up my little computer or my little phone and go to betonline.ag. Yes, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue their march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website. To sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. So the Kings win this game if... Um, the Sharks don't score as many goals as the Kings do. No, good, I, I, good news. <laughs> good news, guys. Uh, no, I, I think for the Kings, the key really has been, and we've been seeing this a 
lot in their recent winning streak is actually being ready from the puck drop. And the games that we've seen where they've gotten outplayed, outclassed by the other team, it's evident from the first the Kings don't have it. Uh, there haven't been mm-hmm. a lot of games where they've had a lead and then let it go. Uh, there, you know, don't don't add like I didn't look up the stats on that. That's just the gut feeling. Um, yeah. But you know, it, it the the biggest thing for the Kings is they're going to win if they actually play the whole sixty minutes from the very first minute. Um, and otherwise, what we've seen them do is they get frustrated, they get behind, they let the other team start dictating the way that the game goes, and then all of a sudden they're losing like for nothing because they forgot how to play hockey. So that's really been one of the biggest things that I've seen from them this season is playing from the very beginning, playing aggressively, being that team that actually does what they say they're going to do of chasing down pucks and being hard to play against and all those stupid hockey cliches that are actually kind of true sometimes. Yeah, I think the Sharks win um, if they can actually finish for once. Um, They've gotten, uh, in the past two games, they've gotten 80 combined shots between the Rangers and the Penguins, and they've scored uh, one goal, which seems really bad. So I think if they continue to play the way that they actually have been playing, uh, but they can just find some some scoring touch, um, you know, the Sharks should win, especially, like I said, they're doing all the things right. And like Mm -hmm. you saw in the Penguins game where they're, we're creating a bunch of chances in the slot, you know, a bunch of high quality chances and they just can't finish right now. And that that's, that's the brutal thing. So I think they have to continue to be positive, continue to to do what they're doing and know that the puck's going to eventually find the net. Who's the player to watch for the Kings today? Um, I would go with uh, Adrian Kempe, who I mentioned earlier. He's really been having a, kind of a breakout season. Finally, he, it seems like he's been around forever, but he's still pretty young. Uh, he has been very streaky his whole career until now. Um, he's a player who'll score four, five, six goals in a row and then go cold for 20 games. But lately he has been playing the right way. He's look, He looks like he's having fun out there, uh, which a lot of times he doesn't look like he's enjoying himself, uh, but he, he's scoring goals. He's getting the opportunity playing with uh, Anshay Kopitar, which Kings fans have kind of been clamoring at him actually just get up there and see what he can do. And he's making the most of it. Uh, so he has become much more of a dangerous offensive weapon than we have been seeing from him. Yeah, I think uh, for the Sharks, I think Timo Meyer continues. The dude's just, I mean, we know the all, he's an all-star. He has mm-hmm. just been on another level this year, um, but he looked great against the Penguins. And I think he continues to just destroy people uh, the way he's been doing um so yeah i think uh he'll have his little coffee nice and early and come out and uh i think he'll play a really good game against against the kings so sarah give me a prediction give me a prediction a score and uh who you think um, scores? I'm, uh, I'm gonna go kings three two it's dangerous because every time i predict them to win they blow it but it feels like against the Sharks, I need to predict that they're going to win. Like, I feel like my listeners would be like, really, this is the one. Um, but no, I'm going to go 3-2 <laughs> for the game. Uh, goals from, let's go Drew Doughty, because he hasn't done anything in a while. Let's say that he scores a goal. Um, Adrian Kempe has been looking good. And uh, let's go with, if he's in the lineup, because he was out sick last time. But let's go with Brendan Lemieux, just because I think it would be funny. If he doesn't bite anybody first. If he doesn't bite uh... anybody, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go 4-2. I think the Sharks, they finally score some goals. Um, uh, give me a Noah Gregor goal. The poor guy has, I think he's he's so snake bit right now. Um, stat, or Shark stats had him like 
50 plus shots right now without a goal and the dude like the dude's been playing hard and he or he's so deserving of a goal so give me a noah gregor goal to finally break the schneid uh and i'll take uh i'll take two timo times and then uh eric carlson one just because that's why not i always just want to watch eric carlson score goals yeah. so yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want to watch eric carlson score goals well maybe you Either. but eh. i mean i'll watch eh. him score against other teams yeah just not mine so, just not yours Sarah, where can the people find you and what you're doing right now? Uh, so I'm on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. If you're looking at the YouTube, it's down there. Uh, Locked on Kings is at Locked on LA Kings on your Twitters. Of course, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and also, you can hear me on Wednesdays with Jess Belmosto of Locked on Flames as we talk all things Western Conference on Locked on NHL, which is our national NHL podcast show. And you can, of course, find Locked on Sharks. On Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, where we post all of our dumb stuff there. Um, you can also listen to wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, wherever you're listening now. I mean, if you found us that now, you probably can continue to find us in the future. Um, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we are at over 530 subscribers. Their March to 1,000 continues. Uh, so Kyle and I can get that sweet, sweet cheddar from YouTube. Um, find me on Twitter at my fry hole. Uh, Kyle is at Kyle Demetrius. And we'll be back tomorrow with a breakdown of this very early afternoon game. Sarah, you've done it all. Thank you so much. Heck yeah.